Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just being spoken in our schools. This has nothing to do with not wanting immigrants. It has to do with not wanting 750,000 people to come across who we don't know who they are. Most of them are males of a military age, and we're doing nothing. So we come to an inflection point. That's where we are, an inflection point. And we had a chance. 41 of us, 41 Republicans could have stood and said, no, we want something better. There's an emergency on the border, and we will not settle for anything until we get a border security bill. Instead, it folded. Why? because Republican leadership is flying with the Democrat leadership to Kiev because they have prioritized Ukraine over the southern border. There's no other way to put it. We have... Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Wayne Dupree. I am host of the Wayne Dupree broadcast. So let me introduce the awesome co-host, the honorable representative from Pennsylvania, the Godfather Conservative Radio, Mr. Hutchinson Jr. Oh, just glad to be here, guys. I tell you, great opening, Wayne. Great opening. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I wish uh, I wish I could. Mike Lee had one too, but it was kind of long. Though. I think his lasted four hours. Though, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, I'll give it. I'll get a people a link to that one. But um, <laughs> let me uh, also introduce the honorable uh, representative from Minnesota, uh, the well, the honorable J.R. Robinson. What's up, Jay? Hey. hey, hey. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hey, let's give a shout out to Wayne Dupree and the new graphics package. Is this <laughs> badass or what? People don't know that man's got skills to pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, that's the and three, we, that's the 3 a.m. version. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that too. I get I, I was like, and I and I did it by accident because I was putting the movie where the background is supposed to be. So, oh, wait a minute. I can do that. Bet it took me like it it took me maybe 45 minutes to whatever to, to find the right one, but yeah, yeah. I found I, I found the right That's one. Badass, dude. 
didn't have to pay for. So, <laughs> but now it's cool. It's cool. Uh, I want to thank everybody. Yesterday was our first day on Frank's speech. Uh, and uh, we, uh, you'll be able to watch us, as I said, at 2 o'clock um, in the afternoon. You'll be able to watch us at 3 o'clock on FS1 on frankspeech.com. Um, if you're not um, already on Frank Social, there's two of them. There's Frank Social and Frank Speech. Both of them, same thing under Mike Lindell. One of them is, the, uh, is one of them's like the Facebook, Twitter type, which is Frank Social. And then the Frank speech is all of the video programs and everything like that. So I was trying to find us on there. Which channel are we on? One or two? One. Um, FS1. They might not have updated their schedule yet. Not yet. Right. I mean, everything. Um, I got the call from them last week. Um, and, and, and and actually, uh, Joe, we interviewed him before. Joe Altman. He reached out to me like a few, a few, few, few months ago. And um uh, he had talked about bringing us on and I was like, okay. And, um, I figured some things were going on, so we couldn't get on right then. And then he called me last week. He was like, you ready? I said, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, ready. they got a, they got a heck of a lot of contributors, man. A lot of shows. Yeah. Oh man. And yeah. they're solid top to bottom. I mean, if you're and, looking for alternative news sources, like right. it's great. And they just picked up the gateway pundit. Joe Hoff is um, running at 12 on FS1. So we'll be at three on FS1. So we'll that be potential. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you know, I, th the thing is, uh, and Jay, you probably have seen it, but Hutch has um, been in it. But um, there's just a whole lot of platforms out here that just don't want to be connected to the Wayne Dupree podcast. Um, it's my and fault, probably. No, 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 no. Actually, actually, it's their fault because <coughs> these platforms go along with the the uh, the usual talking points and the same pushing the same stories and uh, gaslighting individuals. And we just come, we talk about the news, we give our, our unadulterated opinions, and we don't follow a script. Isn't it? Isn't it coincidental that? Almost every platform that rejects us is no longer there. Right. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah, you're right. Well, and it's funny, too, because you wonder, like, oh, is it just us? And then you look at other people that share not the mainstream opinion, and you look at their reach on the big platforms versus alternative platforms, and it it's remarkable. You know, something like Rumble, you know, we'll have, you know, five, six, seven, eight hundred people watching at a time. And you get on Facebook where you have big pages and uh, holy cow, like, you know, hey, they'll, they'll get, they'll send it to 20 people. Facebook is a, Facebook is something else, boy. <laughs> Facebook is something else. It's like, they know how to turn, they know how to, they know how to turn off their spigot, faucet, water, water line, water line, whenever they need to, man. They they know how to turn it off and forget you. I, they, I, I do it on purpose. I go every every two weeks and drop a bombshell MAGA post. And that's it. I don't do nothing else for the next two weeks. <laughs> just just to keep it real. Yeah. Well, it, and it's, it's funny you say that because even, even mm -hmm. on like our website, we drop a Trump article that's hot. And you know, you got a lot of Trump followers. Facebook suppresses the shit out of it. 
Yeah. But yet, yeah, if you want to drop something about the Super Bowl or that kind of thing, they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. Here you go. <laughs> so basically, um, you know, we we gave a little idea about who we were yesterday for those that are watching on uh, 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 Frank's speech. And those that are watching on all the other platforms, watching this for the first time. And thank you for those that send messages on social media. I do forward them to the guys. Um, and um, uh, whether you want links or whether you have compliments or this and that and whatnot, I send them to the guys. So, uh, But remember, you can also follow these guys. That um, Their social media is right under did their you, name. Did you cover that to the new the new viewers about the feelings. <laughs> yeah. Um, this show don't care about tissue paper feelings. <laughs> Quite the opposite as a matter of fact. <laughs> we don't care about tissue paper feelings. I mean, today's people can be blown over with a cough or just a look. We don't care, man. We, no, we, we don't, we don't, we don't. I mean, if, if we got something to say, now, I, now there are times that we will hold back. We will. Oh yeah, we will. I mean, it took two. us a while to come out after Trey Gowdy and stuff. And but uh, there are times that we are on point. I mean, we called President Trump on out on going after Syria that um, time when Lindsey Graham and who's the dead guy? <laughs> McCain, <laughs> <laughs> the dead guy. <laughs> Eye patch Crenshaw. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, look, I should have said, no, no, I ain't going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, you want to impress me? Call a touchdown. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. John McCain. John McCain, yeah. God, but, um, he'd be so happy with the Senate right now. Oh, John McCain in the Arizona GOP, boy. What a what a group of people. If he was in there right now, if John McCain was in there right now, they would be the um the bill they would have went around the house to pay, um to send that money to Ukraine. And you know what? That that's a question that I wanted to ask both of y'all too. Um the house has the appropriations, right? Yes. Okay. The House is the appropriations. They have to agree to pass what the Senate put out. Is that let, correct? Let me explain what happened. Okay. The House already wrote a bill, and the Senate took the bill and disfigured it. <laughs> they took it and changed it all around and okay. said, this is our response to their bill. Because I, when I was reading that, I was thinking about the questions we've had about all financial bills have to originate in the house. Right. And it did, but then they used the other rules to trick it around and totally change it. And that's why Mike Johnson, that's one of the reasons Mike Johnson, I think if he sticks to his freaking guns, I'm telling you, this is Mike Johnson's time in the spotlight because if he doesn't stop this, he's handcuffing the future administrations, you know, above and beyond the money, the money's bad enough by itself. But I think he's going to stop it because they totally bastardized the bill that they sent over there. Okay. But there's no way that the Senate can pass no. that stuff to for Ukraine without the House. That's correct. 
There's no way there for him to go is around. A way for the house to work around Johnson blocking it. I can't remember what the procedure's called. Oh, so if the Democrats wanted to go around Johnson, they could. It's called a uh, discharge. Yeah, discharge. But really? I, I, I don't think, boy, they'd be out on a limb if they did that. They would. I mean, there's going to have to be people, MAGA people are going to have to react to this. If we just sit back and allow it to happen, we're dead. I mean, in some ways, we're, we're just, uh, I mean, basically what it's doing, ladies and gentlemen, think about, and, and and these 27, it went up to 27 Republicans. I think. Unreal. I mean, these guys got to be voted out of office. You people can go on the Gateway Pundit or anywhere else and find a list of these Republicans. And if you live in one of those states, you guys have to start getting together, get rid of these people. I mean, two of the top three guys, three of the top four guys in Republican Party in the Senate voted for this bill to handcuff our president. Yep. Three, the only one that didn't, Cornyn, McConnell, and Thune all voted for it. I'm very suspicious as to why Barrasso didn't vote for it. And it's probably for his future. Yeah. These people yeah. got to go. Gosh darn it. We got, we got to quit saying and start doing. You hear, yeah. you hear Mitt Romney on the floor of the Senate. Think about this. Saying he's an old dude, man. He's like 77 years old. He's been in politics. His father was the governor of Michigan when Detroit burned down. You know, he's been in politics his whole life, and he says this is the most important vote he has ever participated in. Think about that. Well, and here's the reality if Ukraine's that important, let's declare war, let's send troops over, and let's let's quit messing around. I mean, it's either that important or it's not, right? And if if all we're doing is sending them money, it's just a money grab. Like, this doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. It's a little more than a money grab, though, Jason, I think. Oh, it is. The further this goes, the further the WEF's fingerprints are on it. The only two people standing in the way of the World Economic Forum are President Donald Trump and President Vladimir Putin. Those are the only two people on the planet with any juice that are standing against it. And now you've got our entire bureaucracy and media and Hollywood going against Russia. I mean, this and going against us at the same time. The, the, the Senate is basically making peace illegal. Yeah. Um, I have, I'm going to. Sorry, I got a little long-winded there. <laughs> no, um, it, everybody was talking about J.D. Vance um, and um, some things that he was saying. I want to I'm going to play a little bit of that. Um, he spoke on the floor. Well, actually, let's see. I, yeah, I think he was talking about that. But um, first, real quick, I did want to <laughs> jump on this because even some social media, the one that we were talking about yesterday, uh, they're not happy with uh, two picks that Donald Trump put out there for replacement of the RNC. They still want Scott Pressler. <laughs> they still want Scott Pressler. I mean, it's I see see the thing. I'll put my thoughts out there, and then I want to hear from you, and I won't even be long. Um, the the thing is, all they keep talking about is Scott Pressler registering people. He's registering people. As long as I've been queued up to politics. It takes more than registering people, y'all. 
you can register somebody in February. If the election's in November, are you sure they're going to vote? Okay. You, I mean, just because the names are on the rolls don't mean they're, they're going to vote. The Democrats have a machine that the machine includes uh, picking up people that can't get to the polls. You know, they, I mean, they also um, um, check in on a regular basis to voters to make sure. So when I hear he registers, he, he's flipped the county. Okay, flipped the county in, in name only. Do you have any proof that these people are going to vote? Are the disabled going to get out to vote? Or I mean, if it's raining in the northern states, if let's see, November. Um, does it snow up there in Minnesota in November? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The earliest big snowfalls uh, around Halloween usually. Halloween. Okay, so great. So you're looking at Wisconsin, Minnesota, and all the northern states like that. You go up there and you flip Minnesota for Republican. Do you have motor voter? I, I guess I don't know what you call it. Do you have ways to get these people to the polls if it gets bad? Do you have something? And I and I say this and then I'll throw it to the guys. Hold elections on Friday at the mall. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um I remember when they were trying to vote for the RNC chairperson. And Rona was up there and the Punjab is her Twitter name, but what's her real name? Oh, uh, Dylan. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, that, I mean, <laughs> sits on a Twitter, right? I mean, that I, is her Twitter name. <laughs> Punjab. <laughs> And I was even scared to say that just a while ago because I was like, I, I'm, that that might be wrong. But um, the election was coming up. Rona, I, I thought Rona was going to win. And um, I sent a text message to Scott Pressler after seeing what they did in 2022, what the Democrats did down there in Georgia with that special election and them having the buses and taking those people to, to vote and stuff. And I sent a text because I have Scott Pressler's phone number. And I said, my time. I said, yo, man, why don't you just, because I was jealous. Why don't you build, oh, well. Yeah, yeah. it was. You got one. <laughs> Way to go, Aiden. I was like, why don't you build your own, I mean, you're already going to state to state now. Just build something out state to state. Because the RNC has rules, and you'll be able to do it your way, and then you'll be able to get donations in to help you and stuff. He's like, Nah, I'm just going to wait. You know, um, Harmeet is going to get in there, and then, you know, we're going to do that. And stuff. I said, okay, whatever. Next thing you know, she didn't win. And then what did he do? Then he decided to do what I said in the text. And guess what? I Believe me, I didn't – I not once that I said, guess what? I told her to do it and, until just a few seconds ago. I'm like – I kind of mentioned it because I think that he can help the RNC in a huge way. I just don't think he can lead the RNC because the RNC is more than registering. I mean, you 
television appearances and, and fundraising and stuff. I have yet to see if he can fundraise. You know, he can he can fundraise to clean a city. I don't know if he can fundraise for voting, you know, what's called, but I'll, I'll throw it to y'all. Uh, Go ahead, Jay. The text that I've seen the text that I've seen is well, not the text, but the postings is uh, they don't want like they think it's a bad idea for Laura Trump and this guy to um, they think that Trump should have listened to them instead of him going off and making these decisions. What do you think? Well, I was going to say, I don't know a lot about the guy he put up for it, but to talk about Scott Pressler, you will not find a bigger fan of Scott Pressler than this show. We love Scott. We th- think Scott's doing great work. Um, I think, could Scott Pressler be the head of the RNC someday? Oh, heck yeah. I think he's got the passion, the drive, the skill set to do it. Is that day to day? Probably not. Like the RNC needs an overhaul top to bottom, what and how they do things, the whole kit and caboodle. And you need somebody with some degree of executive structural experience to come in. The first thing that person should do is hire Scott Pressler and say, you're in charge of our ground game. What do you need? Let's build a plan around that and let Scott go do that while the new executive rebuild. I mean, the RNC is a teardown rebuild. It's not a, we need to change a couple things. It's the whole thing screwed. So mm-hmm. I look at the RNC kind of like Fox News. The RNC is a bureaucratic uh, garbage heap, if you will. <laughs> I mean, it's a bunch of rich people that Scott Pressler doesn't have a chance of taming. Um, somebody that goes in there has to understand who and be able to supervise people of that nature, millionaires, rich people, corporate executives, things of that nature. You don't get in to the RNC by being a regular citizen. You got to bring something with you or you won't get, you won't get into the club. I think what Scott Pressler ought to do, I could go along with what Jason said about having them hire him. I would rather see Scott Pressler uh, get the ear of somebody with some resources and start his own organization. Start your own organization, like Wayne said, 50 states, and you guys do your own thing. Don't get caught up in that mess. That's a political mess. That's like the Republican Party as a whole. It's failed us for 50 years. I mean, you think about it. We had a super majority uh, with George W. Bush, and we gave it away. You know, we didn't get anything done. We got no child left behind. We got expiring tax credits. Uh, it, It was a complete abysmal failure. We need a new approach, and I think we need a new organization at least to help kickstart it. Let let the guy, let the executive from North Carolina and Laura Trump go try to save the ty- Titanic from sinking. Go ahead. Right, right, yeah. I mean that's that's and I mean honestly, I I I really think that we have a lot of we have a lot of people out there in the grassroots that could do a better job than a whole lot of people that are in higher places right now. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. I mean, honestly, I think, I I think I've said this before. You can go back to uh, the people that were in Congress years ago. I'm talking about when it first started up for the first 50 years, 60 years, the people that went up, there were farmers Mer- uh, uh, people that own stores, 
distillers. This, yeah, or my, you know, you always got to take a break sometimes. <laughs> um, you know, well, and uh, I think politics should be filled with people that run businesses and do things exactly. and are responsible for hiring and firing and profit and loss statements and return on investment. These yep. politicians who couldn't successfully run a Dairy Queen or a McDonald's, these people are up there making billion dollar decisions for the nation. And they're idiots, you know, <laughs> and they're greedy. I mean, you know, I, I've talked about food a couple of times lately on this show, modern 2024 food. You know, I, one of the things I like, just a little lightness here. One of the things I grew up with that I loved was goldfish. I, yeah, yeah. Pepperidge Farm goldfish. I watched my uncle eat those in the 60s. I mean, just. Things are amazing. And they were all fluffy and puffy, remember? I got a bag of them suckers the other day. First of all, it was $5. The second of all, it was a flat cracker. It wasn't the same as it was. I was eating a bowl of Lucky Charms the other day. I don't even want to talk about cereal. And and the freaking little little oat things, Every one out of every 10 of them was dark brown. I'm going, what's up with this? Ain't the same cereal. And then I threw it out. I'm just going to quit eating this stuff. And and my whole point behind all that was the head of the FDA that is supposed to protect us from these poisons worked for big pharma. That's where he came from. That's what we've got to fix. We've got to fix these agencies. And I pray, I'm sure Donald Trump knows that. I'm sure the people around him know that. But I would go so far as to say, let's have a lottery. And everybody whose social security number ends in an odd number is fired. Yep. Have a great day. Dang. Here's $5,000. Bye. You know, that, it's too big. The government's too big to tame. I mean, when you have the commander in chief telling his commanders in, in overseas to remove the soldiers from Syria and three, four, five years later, three reservists get killed from Georgia right on the Syrian border. We got a problem. Well, and it's funny, too, because these idiots we have as politicians, like Joe Biden had, was talking about shrinkflation in, during the Super Bowl. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this, folks. Shrinkflation is real. Shrinkflation does suck. Portion sizes have gone down and prices have gone up. But if you think it's the government's job to regulate that, mm-hmm. like, just move to a communist country. You know, it's people get to decide if this company shrinks their product size and raises their price, I buy the other. If this should not be something where the government intervenes, it's ridiculous. You know, you're right. You're so right. And they're, they're doing that right now in uh, in Ecuador. In Ecuador, think of the think of the streets of the cities in America because they're very close to this. Ecuador has a gang problem, has violence. All It, it never happened before, but the cartels have brought all kinds of violence. And the freaking government responded by putting the army out in the street with rifles. And the citizens are cheering, standing ovations. Think about that. The soldiers are going on buses and snatching men and boys off of there, taking their shirts off, looking for tattoos. And, yeah. and I mean, I know that you have to get rid of these people, but this is the freaking plan, ladies and gentlemen. This is the plan for America. This is why George Soros installed all these DAs across all our urban centers was to make the streets as violent as hell. So we would beg the government to come in and take care of it. 
in it in it crazy um because we we having a broadcast in the last few years heard and saw that George Soros was doing this on a legal level. He was putting in um, lawyers and, and, and getting judges. The first, in he started in 2000 after the Al Gore thing and started putting in secretaries of state. Exactly. Yep, before he did exactly. the DAs. So when you start seeing things happen the way they are, then you're like, yeah, that's, George Soros put that lawyer in there. Uh, think, or, think, think Arizona and Georgia. Yeah, yeah. When well, we talk about it with the NFSC, mm-hmm. how cheap is it for them to install people in these major cities, in city councils and prosecutors? I mean, you can flip one of those elections for a couple hundred grand, and then you give it five years, and that person is going to be, you know, rising to a state level, a national level. And yeah, your investment returns tenfold, you know. And if it happens the opposite way and you get a George Santos in there, you just smear him and throw him out and get somebody else in. Right. You said, you said that there was a vote going on today, right? Yeah, the election, special election in New York. Yeah. And um, it's not looking good. Yeah. I didn't check lately. I don't know. Here is um here I mean, for our audience, this is JD Vance. Times the last many decades have we been asked to listen to the experts. And yet, we never actually ask what the track record of those experts is in matters of foreign policy. The experts, the bipartisan consensus, of course, got us into Vietnam, a war that lasted nearly 15 years that saw the destruction of nearly 60,000 American lives and for what? It was the bipartisan foreign policy consensus, the experts, that got us into a 20-year war in Afghanistan where American taxpayers for two decades funded things like how to turn Afghanistan into a flowering democracy or how to ensure that the Afghans had proper American thoughts about gender in the 21st century. Well, maybe that was a waste of money and maybe the experts were wrong. Those same experts, of course, counseled us that we must invade Iraq because Iraq has weapons of mass destruction, and yet Iraq had no weapons of mass destruction. And the war led not only to the destruction of 5,000 American lives and many, many hundreds of thousands of innocent people beyond that, but also led to the regional empowerment of Iran, which now we are told by those same experts is the biggest problem that we face in the Middle East. Now those experts have a new crusade. Now those experts have a new thing that American taxpayers must fund and must fund indefinitely, and it is called the conflict in Ukraine. You know, if Lindsey Graham is in there sitting, he must be going. I can't understand. He's not on that list of of Republicans either. That's just, there's something that I think that's what Jason was talking about. They whip the numbers and they let these heavyweights off. Uh, it's, uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that guy right there is a Marine that, you know what? And I was going to ask you about that too, because the only, because he talked like us, I mean, the, everything that he was saying is what, to a point of what we have said about the civilians who, and and these days, most of them don't even serve. um, Most of them have never served in the military. They control the military. 
I can tell you that I sat in a classroom at the U.S. Army Warrant Officer College at Fort Rucker, Alabama, and got taught that shit he was just talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and I think to see in the military, like the rank and file, the good soldiers aren't the ones who advance. You know, they promote people ideology based and they want nothing but warmongers in charge of the military. I got an argument with an intelligence warrant officer about Pakistan's ISI. This guy jumped up there and was defending. They weren't involved in that. Yes, they were. Chief, come on. (laughs) Unbelievable. That was the instructor. You know, one of the instructors. Yeah. I'm not having it. They didn't like me. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't stop me, but they didn't like me. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember those days. Here's JD again. Time that world leaders play armchair general with the Ukraine conflict, their own societies are decaying. Not a single country, not a single country, even the United States within the NATO alliance, has birth rates at replacement level. We don't have enough families and children to continue as a nation, and yet we're talking about problems 6,000 miles away. We are being invaded by up to 10 million illegal migrants over the course of Joe Biden's term in office, and we have apparently no president with willpower to stop that problem. We have a fentanyl crisis that has led to the deaths of over 100,000 people per year in the last few years of our youngest and brightest people. Mental health crises are skyrocketing. Youth suicides are skyrocketing. And every single place, not just the United States, but every single one of the countries in the NATO alliance see similar, or in some cases, even more troubling dynamics on most of those metrics, from migration to economic malaise. What are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? China and Russia, if we want them to fear us, we need to rebuild our own countries. We need to rebuild a strong Europe and a strong America. We need to rebuild a civilization that can support conflicts instead of just run away from them. Because right now, we don't have that. We do not have a country and we do not have a NATO alliance that is strong enough to do the things that need to be done. So our message to the European need need to be simple. Fix your own country, (laughs) share your own burden, spend more on defense, fix your own problems, and that will deal with the problem in Russia far more than a $61 billion check to Ukraine will. In fact, we are subsidizing them. We are enabling their refusal to spend enough resources on defense. You look at what they're doing to a generation of Ukrainians, man. Jesus. I wouldn't want to be in that Senate. I wouldn't want I wouldn't to be. Even, I don't want I that on my record, man. That's no. that's one of that's one of those things you take to the grave with you, Mitt. Well, and one of the things JD Vance is really hammering on, and Trump's been hammering on it, is nobody is paying their share of this uber important treaty organization. And why should we pay the bill for Europe? Uh, you know, if it's so critical, they should be paying the bill. And it's that was one of like the that. proposals. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, and, and you know, that should cross party lines as voters to ask the question, why do we destroy and then go and pay for what we just uh, pay for 
for years, for decades, for, you know, just continue to give them money. Uh, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you, and we're not, uh, this situation that, that we're in, in front of here in, in Europe, if you look at how they're dealing with this, um, recently, obviously everybody knows Tucker Carlson went on, uh, went to Moscow and did an interview, but he also walked around Moscow and talked to Russians. And he said, man, these people, and he, he actually said this, these people aren't pretending. I I mean, it's like, we're the only ones that are pretending. That's why that they keep us at each other's throats. That's why half of the country votes like they're retarded. You know, really, when you think about it, you're right. You're right. They're voting against their own street against their own safety of their own families. Yep. And they keep doing it because they think orange man bad. You, you know, know, to add to to add to that, I was reading some people. Um, some person made a post that their family members won't even that they haven't talked. They haven't seen their mom and father. No, 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 no. The mom and father hadn't seen their daughter since COVID. Because the daughter wants the mom and father to get tested to make sure that they don't have it oh, before, Jesus Christ, before they can come and see her. And then you start reading the stories of all the other people because then they start. Put, there's a lot of families, families, not friends, Mine. families Mine. that have that have broken off because of just just what you were saying had broken I don't t- I have t- I haven't seen my brother in a year and a half, but he I ain't he- seen mine since Obama. Wow. Wow. That's wow. I, I mean now all all fairness, he lives on the West Coast. So I didn't see him that much anyway. But I don't even talk to him anymore. Yeah, that that's crazy. That, I I can't deal with it. You listen to it, you, you watch what he's saying. It's like, why are you letting somebody else put all that shit in your head, man? Yeah. You were in the army nine years. What's wrong with you? And here's the problem. The rhetoric is so bad. You know, you don't like, oh, we have different tax policies or we have a different answer to solve a problem. It's not that. They're they're pushing us for the gulags. I mean, if you were in COVID, if you were like, I don't want to get this shot, there was significant enough voices to register that said, um, you you need to be locked up. You shouldn't be in civil yeah. society. Uh, That's I mean, what broke me of off. That. That's what broke me off with my brother Jay. Right. We're, we're talking on Facebook, having a debate. You know, like brothers do. I mean, it, it might get a little heated. You know, that's the way <laughs> brothers are. And you know, I said something, and he said, "I should call the police on you for saying that. You're threatening my family." And I'm like, "Oh no, he didn't." Bruh. But then he added the coup de grace on there. My son said he liked to punch you in the mouth. I was like, all right, man. Now, I always knew you were a rat, but you shouldn't have brought your brother and your son into it. He's a, he's a child. You shouldn't have brought him in. And that's the last time I shut him down after that. Then I gave him another chance about five years ago, and he blew that up too. So I was like, all right, I give up, man. I'm done. I had a similar one. I had a friend of mine, 20 years we were friends. We started working together. We became really good friends fantasy football leagues, baseball leagues. And he was a lefty. I was a righty. And we'd always make fun of it. Like we'd show up at our baseball draft. He'd have his Obama shirt on. I'd have my Trump hat on. It was just kind of 
good old fashioned ribbon. And then COVID came up and he's like, are you going to get the shot? And I said, no, I'm not going to get the shot. Now at the time I was working in a really small office where there were like four people, my wife and I, like everything was shut down. You couldn't go anywhere. And he said, why? And I, I gave the reasons that I've shared on the show. Like I just read the warning label on the shot and said, yeah, that's not for me. And, uh, and then I got COVID and it was really bad. I almost died. I was on oxygen at home. And when I was talking to him, he's like, well, it serves you right for not getting your shot. And I'm like, I'm like, bruh, I'm literally sitting on my couch on an oxygen tank. Uh, you know, my wife doesn't know if I'm going to make it. My wife knew the guy too, for 20 years. And you're telling me I got what I deserve because I didn't take a vaccine. Okay. Check this out. My mom is 98 years old. She didn't get shot. No. She said, I don't want you to put that stuff in me. And she's 98 years old. I'll tell you what I'm glad of. Because I was thinking about this. If they wanted to, oh, they could have snuck that in. Yeah. If they, and, and I'm just glad they didn't do that. Yeah, you're right. That's, you're that right. really scared me, man. That that made me not go to doctor's appointments. Well, you know, who was, who's to say that they haven't? I, Especially I with the flu. I didn't have a heart attack yet. That's who's to say. Well, you know, I'll, well, and not wish anything bad on you. Believe me, I don't, because I need both of y'all to be here for the next 15, 16 years, because that's where my life um, span goes out. But, um, <laughs> but who, I mean, who's to say that they haven't slipped it in the flu shots? In I don't take that anymore either. I don't take no shots no more. Yeah, because the thing is, for me, it's like I've always thought that whatever they were doing had an incubation period of five, five, seven years. I, I, and I'm still waiting. And it still might. It still right, might. Right. right. You, I'm listen still these, you listen to these funeral directors and these uh, embalmers, the shit they're pulling out of people's veins and arteries. Hmm. They're like long snakes like this long. You know? Well, One let, let me give the audience a pro tip on this stuff. A vaccine takes a dead or weakened virus and puts it in your body so your body learns to fight it off. An mRNA vaccine introduces mRNA into your body to mutate cells to try to act like the virus to attack it. But if you want to go down a rabbit hole, look at all the mRNA, mRNA vaccines that they're putting in animals, livestock, and in all Wait, sorts of different things. Hold it's going to be You're crazy. Wait a minute, you're, you're, um, <laughs> I'm no conspiracy theorist, but everything was fine. Everybody was talking great. And just as soon as you said that, your, your, um, oh, your voice went auto tune. <laughs> <laughs> your voice Big tech doesn't uh, suppress anything. <laughs> but this, this graphic that we have is talking about the illegal immigration situation. If you look, the legal crossings between 2021 and 2023 outpace these states, South Carolina, the population of South Carolina, the population of Alabama, the population of Louisiana, Kentucky, Oregon, Oklahoma, Connecticut, Utah, Iowa, Nevada, and 18 other states. Every state in the Northeast except New York, probably. In New England, I mean. Right. 
New York yeah. and Florida. Yeah. I yep. saw a terrifying picture this, this morning of a drill sergeant standing there in front of a whole platoon of Mexicans, you know, of, of, of other than Americans, of foreigners in uniform. You know, I mean, it's like, we got a, we got a big job. It's not just closing the border. We got to get to work, getting these people the hell out. I mean, it, it, anybody who's against that, we should move all the immigrants to their state. Yep. You know, I mean it. This, this is something that we have to do. And I don't give a damn about feelings. We got to do this to survive. I still want my country, man. Tissue paper feelings, baby. Yeah, it can't be. We have to do what's right. Well, and the idiocy of all the free money we're giving these people. Oh, my God. Just turn our, it off. Our country is falling apart. $34 trillion in debt. And we keep pumping billions of dollars into people that come in that that have no intention of making America better. They just want to come here, work, send money home. Uh, you know, they, they weren't immigrating for a better life or to, you know, join the American dream. It they was, got a better life. Right. Yeah, I mean, they you got see, free money. I see these people walking around and they got all the luxuries. Right. Yeah. How does this little dude who can't speak English have a cell phone? Right. Yeah. And driver's license. And a car. And a car. Yeah, and a car. Yeah, and these people showing up, these aren't, I mean, these might be people that are in poverty, but, I mean, it's relative poverty. They show up they with an iPhone, with fancy shoes, with clothes, well-fed. You the, like, the pictures of the military guys are terrifying, too. The freaking Chinese. Right. That's a big deal, man. Free. There, there's, there's safe houses in every state. Right. The FBI said that to the Sheriff's Association. I don't know oh. if this is in Ukraine, but it just came out about an hour ago. This is Vladimir Vladimir Zelensky. Дякую, шановні українці, українки. Є позитив зі Сполучених Штатів. Щойно Сенат проголосував за продовження підтримки нашої країни, наших воїнів. Рішення, заради якого ми дуже багато працюємо. Okay, good. Um yeah, basically, basically, he's saying um, passing the bill to send sixty billion to Ukraine truly contributes to the confidence and motivation. The world is looking for American leadership to remain steadfast, preserve freedom. I'm embarrassed. I was working on my taxes today, and I was looking for the box where I could claim his as a dependent. I still can't find it. I'm, I'm hoping TurboTax does a little update. Gives me the little, gives me a little checkbox there. Oh, my I'll tell you what, it's getting damn hard to live in one of these cities. I just yeah. paid my city taxes, my city school taxes. It was almost two thousand oh, dollars for dude. for a city. Yeah, that it's went up. Funny. That went up lately. It's funny as you do taxes, like in Minnesota, it's property taxes. There's four grand. State taxes are ten percent. It's like, oh my god! And then you don't even get to federal. Where's you know, the Where's the payback? Do you have no sales tax or something? Or oh no, we have sales tax on everything but food. So food and most clothes aren't taxed, but everything else is taxed. Yeah, Minnesota has a lot of tax, but they're giving free free lunches to every student. Free so. jobs. <laughs> right. 
See, yeah, somehow it's the government's responsibility to feed your kids instead of yours, and people think that's a good idea. See, I'm, I haven't. I mean, I, 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 I talked to, I talked to my tax guide um, last. What's today? Tuesday. 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 I talked to him late last week because of what happened with my mom. And I had to go down to watch Colorado. I was supposed to have an appointment. But he said he understood. So we're supposed to be scheduling time with him. But yeah, he he's you know, he watches the show, by the way. Um oh, nice. Mr. Tax Man. I want to give a shout out to him. And I want to give a shout out to um uh the Kellerman brothers too. They um the Kellerman brothers do some work on the house. I want to give a shout out to them. Uh and and actually, all of you that watch the show, I want to give a shout out to all of y'all because you take time out of your schedule to watch us on on a regular basis, and you really don't have to. And we really appreciate it. Um, I tell you what, let's do this. Uh, let's let's take a quick break, and when we come back, then can we take a break? Uh, yeah, we'll take a break in just a second. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have more Hutch Bailey Jr., um, Jason Robinson. As you know, uh, Split Rock Coffee is out there, and you can use the code WDSHOW. Uh, I put on social media that it's probably the only coffee that I don't use creamer with. You know, I don't need creamer with, and uh, for the most part, you can drink it throughout the day, but... We'll be right back. Instant coffee. Decaf. Latte. Espresso. Americano. Coffee is the second most popular beverage in the world. In United States, more than 450 million cups of coffee are consumed per day. But the top spot for coffee lovers in the world is Finland. Where according to International Coffee Organization, each person consumes an average of 12 kilograms of coffee beans per year. But where did our love for this coffee come from? Coffee grown worldwide can trace its heritage back centuries to the ancient coffee forests on the Ethiopian plateau. Today, coffee continues to reign supreme. In fact, coffee is of such importance in human lives. No matter where these coffee come from, we can all agree that a good cup of coffee can make our day. Make sure you go to splitrockcoffee.com, promo code WDSHOW. Um, your your co- your purchases help um, disabled vets and vets and uh, um, um, and and actually they have causes 
that they also um, um, donate to and and uh, help. And then a little portion of that comes back to the show so that we can continue to do what we do. So they, And they watch the show daily. Yeah, Paul's always on. He's a great guy. It's him right there. That's that's um, Paul on Facebook, who just put up Split Rock Coffee dot com promo promo code Wayne Dupree show. As a matter of fact, they do something that most coffee places don't don't do. They break down. They tell you exactly what coffee is, does this and does that. And uh, I didn't even know that coffee had acidity, even though I felt it on various occasions. But I never really thought about it like that. And their coffee has low acidity. I'll tell you what, coffee is a is a real lifesaver. Uh, I remember numerous times. Obviously, I was in the army and I was outside a whole lot of times in the winter time. And I'll tell you what, a cup of coffee can get you through some horrible stuff. It really can, man. I mean, I, there's nothing like it. You know, too, coffee coffee is a great um, communicator too because. You can be sitting in various places and you sit down and next thing you know, you're having a conversation with somebody yeah. and um, they don't know you from Adam, but both of y'all start talking and you drink your coffee. And then next thing you know, you drink another, an, another cup of coffee and you sitting there laughing and joking. It, it's cool. So split Okay. Promo code Wayne um, WD show. And um, tell, tell Paul and them that um, you saw it. You saw it here on the Wayne Dupree show okay now with that said um i'm gonna i'm gonna get back to something that there was a video that was out paul says thank you for your support um but there there was a video that i let's see you know what i'm too good for my britches focus focus okay there we go Wayne's got all kinds of buttons to hit. Uh, I got all types of buttons, and I don't know how I do it. I, I mean, uh, well, yeah, I don't know how I do it, but I do it. So there it is. Um, this happened, I think it was last night. Uh, this is the space. Ron Johnson exposing how Mitch McConnell betrayed Republicans on border security. Listen, very simply, when we entered this thing, McConnell, his top priority was funding for Ukraine. But public opinion and the very strong political rhetoric that we ought to secure our own border before we spend $60 billion to secure Ukraine's was effective. And so McConnell finally switched and said, OK, we're, we got to let Democrats know we're serious. We're going to defeat cloture on this bill and we're get, we're going to demand that border security is going to be attached to funding for Ukraine. Then secret negotiations occurred on, on an issue that the public supports Republicans on. And we end up with this monstrosity of a bill. It's an immigration bill. It's not a border security bill. But during, during that time frame, we repeatedly talked about making Ukraine funding contingent on border metrics. You know, just like performance measurements in, in business, right? As, as the border was secured, you'd get $5 billion a month. I mean, we had it all laid out, had a proposal. It had a great deal of support in our conference, but what Mike pointed out is, unbeknownst to us at the time, McConnell told Langford, that's not even on the table. Mm. He, he, on his own, using his own authority, without telling the conference, even though he knew the, knew the conference supported tying 
border security or Ukraine funding to actually securing the border, McConnell just took that off the table. And that moment of leverage we had where we could use Biden's desire for Ukraine funding to actually force him to use his executive authority to secure the border has been lost. And that is why so many of us are speaking out against McConnell. It was such a breach of his, of his leadership position and is such a, you know, just a horrible thing to do to Americans who want to secure border. But that's, that's where we're at. So again, I think it has been smoked out. Now the action moves to the house. It was smoked out, but you turned around and voted for it anyway. I know you guys didn't, but I mean, we got a bigger problem than just Mitch. That's a long list of 27 traders. I know. You and, know, and, and John Kennedy's on the damn list. I know. Yes, he is. I know. I, I got to say, too, we've had our di- our disputes and our issues with Twitter. But I got to say, if you if you aren't on Twitter with the Twitter spaces, last night you had Mike Lee, Elon, Vivek, J.D. Vance, Ron Johnson, and a few other guys walked in basically hosting a conference call that anybody could listen to. It, it, I mean, truly a game changer for politics. And I, I mean, if you, I've still got to listen to, I've only listened to about half of it, but mm-hmm. it gives you insight into the CD underbelly that is the, uh, the, the body politics, shall you say? I mean, it's just a scam. It's a money grab. Especially money. the Senate. The Senate, yep. the Senate's dead. If we don't do something with the Senate, it's dead. It's a Democrat organization. And Mitch McConnell's the vice president. You know, um, what, what do you think about Cornyn? He's a freaking slime. He's horrible. He's Mitch McConnell 2.0. He's for gun control, and he's the senior senator from Texas. That's all you need to know. Okay, because um, Kent, because Paxton had something to say about Cornyn. It's terrible. Um, Texas, has, Texas has to, I sent out a tweet this morning. And I don't have too much reach. I got a few thousand, but I sent out the list of these 27 people. And I said, if you live in one of these states, the rest of the country is begging you to help us. We got to get rid of these people state by state. Texas, you got to get rid of John Cornyn. Louisiana, you got to get rid of John Kennedy. I mean, you got to get rid of Thune, South Dakota. I mean, this is as existential. We do not have two-party representation in the Senate with these people. They and usually the Senate is the place where things go to die. But Right. But now they're, they're, yeah, they're inventing stuff over there. Now that's the yeah. left-wing left wing bastion is the Senate because of yeah. so many Republicans that are really leftists. We're well, on the Senate, the Senate's a great place because you get elected, you're there for six years, so you don't have that constant re-election going for you like you do in the House. Right. And so these guys out. just these guys just go sit on these committees. They get kickbacks from all these huge companies. And the mm-hmm. only difference between the Democrats and re- Republicans is who's bribing them. Mm-hmm. And Republicans get bribed more by the military industrial complex than Democrats. Democrats get bribed more by EV companies, but they're all screwing the American people. It's just different people screwing us. This is, um, uh, this is, uh, a text that happened, well, a, a post that happened on Twitter. 
while Texans slept, John Cornyn spent $95 billion to help other countries with their border problems. Question, when was the last time Cornyn stayed up all night fighting for our border? Now, Ken Paxton saw this, and Ken Paxton responded with this. Well, this is a question all Texans should be asking. Unbelievable that John Cornyn will be staying up all night to defend other countries' borders and not America. Well, and that's why they impeached him. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's why the Republican Speaker of the House, who was drunk on the floor, impeached him. Well, and let's put this in perspective, folks. How much time has Congress taken off in the last year? Yeah. Right. They're gone all the damn time. Yeah. Yeah, they're working Super Bowl Sunday to get this bill advanced. And they were there till like two, three in the morning, I think, last night, getting this bill passed. Wouldn't it be nice if they loved an American as much as they love sending money to Ukraine? I think they're committing suicide doing this. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, what caused this. Um, if people want to get do the deep think into this, the 17th amendment to the constitution caused this right? because these people are elected by a popularity contest out of their States and they're elected for a six year term. Like it's already been uh, right. talked about. And none of them only do one term except Barack Obama. Everybody right. else, everybody else stays there the rest of their damn life until yep. they're on life support. Yep. The 17th amendment ruined it all. Before the 17th amendment was passed, they were elected by their state. They were selected by their state assembly, by their legislature. Mm-hmm. And they served at the, at the behest of the state they came from. Yep. And now you see people like, I think back to John McCain voting for amnesty in Arizona. I mean, his people would never have let him do that. And what did they do? The same GOP, they, they, they censored him. And then McCain came back and fired all the people that censored him. You know, well, well, Cornyn, Cornyn did respond of all people. Cornyn responded to, um, to Paxton. Can your criminal defense lawyers are calling to suggest you spend less time pushing wow. Russian propaganda and more time defending long-standing wow. felony charges against you in Houston, as well as ongoing federal grand jury proceedings in San Antonio oh that will probably result. I mean, well, show I'm, more. Go ahead, show more. <laughs> <laughs> that was new to me, boy. Yeah, I don't. I, um, oh, let's I get them. Let's get them. <laughs> I don't add the rest. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I can Ooh, read it. Now. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. He he's the most popular guy in Texas, Paxton. Let me see. Uh, wow, what a bunch oh, of snakes, man! Wow. Um, that will probably result in further criminal charges. Well, I don't think so. Unless they rig it, who knows? Maybe they'll, they'll send they'll send Big Fanny Willis down there next. And. And here's the thing, guys, that you got to realize if you're against the establishment, like we had somebody in the chat earlier talking about President Trump has 91 indictments, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing, folks. If you stand up to the government, they're coming for you. Yep. They're coming for you. you that speeding ticket, that deduction on your taxes. Did you clip the tag off your mattress? They're well, coming for you if you stand up to the government. And Cornyn just flat out said it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how that's lost on people. That, Especially you know, in Texas. Come on, Texas. You could do yeah. better than this. Right. You know, when, well, when 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 Tucker Carlson goes to Moscow and comes home and says Moscow is cleaner, happier, and safer than any big city in America, wake up, folks. 
Yeah. They're making you mad at each other so you don't see the holes in the highway. And actually, we tried to tell our listening audience and hopefully our new listening audience, we tried to say that back when this whole thing started. It's like, no sanctions are not going to do anything to Russia. No. They made Russia the number one economy in Europe. Sure did. Sure did. As and then they fact, put themselves back on the gold standard yeah, <laughs> while we're and, broke. Look, put yourself back on the gold standard and then... With all the capital capitalist uh, um, um, companies that left, they took those places over, and 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 created their own McDonald's and created their own Kentucky Fried Chicken from the um, from the place. I was like, wow! And and China and China basically doing the same thing with the iPhone competition and the and the uh, now the globally um, uh, most purchased electronic vehicle. Has Elon Musk like what the hell just happened? And if you listen uh, to what Putin said, um, think of all the times in your life that you've heard American sanctioning this company, country, American sanctions on this country, American sanctions on this country, American restrictions on this country. And what Putin said the biggest mistake that we ever made was use the dollar as a weapon, and yep. we're going to pay. We're going to pay for that because nobody likes the dollar. Right. Because of the stuff they do in the Senate. Mm -hmm. We're going to move on real quick because we don't have too much time left. But I did want to talk about the um, President Trump is one. Well, we all knew he was going to take this thing to the Supreme Court about the immunity thing. And um, uh, if there's if there's one thing that I have said about these judges from day one, I don't trust these judges, man. Um, and and this don't have anything to do with color, but I can add that to it too if you want to. I I I just don't trust judges. Every these time judges. I see a judge, I think of Lindsey Graham. Put it that way. There you go. Yep. There you go. And it's like, how in the world are they coming up with these type of uh, um, decisions? And I ain't talking about the juries. I'm talking about the judges that sit up there and create the atmosphere of what they will accept and what they won't accept, thus controlling the court case. Like what you're seeing against President Trump the last couple of weeks. Um, I did a story on WayneDupree.com. Uh, it might have been a Florida judge. I'm not sure. But she sat up there, a murder case. She sat up there and was texting her bailiff 500 times during the court case. The, the, the judge had already made up in her mind that the person wasn't guilty. So she got caught texting the bailiff 500 times, making fun of the prosecutor, doing all that stuff and everything. So now she just stepped down. Okay. But um, the, the immunity appeal case is going up to the Supreme Court. Do I do I trust the Supreme Court? No, I don't. Do I hope that it turns out great? Yes, I do. I hope that it turns out for him. Do I? But again, I I, I don't trust him. Um, Jonathan Turley, you know, uh, he's been right on a few occasions, and sometimes you'd be like, "Now, where in the hell did he get that from?" Jonathan Turley had something to say about the immunity thing, and then I want to see what y'all got to say. Team is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to block a recent ruling that denied him blanket immunity for alleged crimes committed 
as president. And this could delay his trial on charges of plotting to overturn the 2020 election. His attorneys are arguing an absence of criminal immunity for official acts threatens the very ability of the president to function properly. Um, conducting a months-long criminal trial of President Trump at the height of the election season will radically disrupt President Trump's ability to campaign against President Biden, which appears to be the whole point of the special counsel's persistent demands for expedition. That is the quote. And the Supreme Court has given special counsel Jack Smith one week to respond. Remember, he tried to get the Supreme wow. Court to take up the immunity question late last year. He said only the justices could fully settle it. Jonathan. Well, the court, of course, has already rejected this urgency of special counsel Smith once. Uh, the question here is whether the panel went too far in effectively cutting off Trump's ability to seek an interim appeal, what's called an in-bank appeal from the full court. They basically penalized him. If he tries to do that, they'll send the mandate back to the trial court. And what that means is that the trial court could start pre-trial proceedings again uh, before anyone reviews this. I think Trump has a good argument procedurally I think it mm -hmm. is unfair that he should not be given that same opportunity. Where he's going to have trouble, I think, is on the immunity claim. It's very sweeping. And I expect that there are going to be justices, including some on the right, who are skeptical of those claims. And what does that mean ultimately for Trump? Well, there's two aspects in play here. One is the merits, where I think that it favors Jack Smith with the Supreme Court. The other is schedule. Uh, Smith is, is really uh, uh, sort of unyielding and trying to get this thing tried to get Trump convicted before the election. Once you're past the summer, you're going to be running out mm -hmm. of runway. The Department of Justice does not like trials right before an election. All right, Jonathan Turley, great to have you. Don't count and, on that part. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and where was the last time you seen the Supreme Court rush? Right. Something. They don't, they don't care. They, they, they do all their cases early and in June or July, you get the responses, you know? So, you know. We are in such unchartered legal territory that stands to fundamentally change the country. I, I mean, the whole crux of this case, and Trump has 95 different cases, it stems from Georgia. As president, you are, you are precluded from prosecution from crimes you commit while you're president. Essentially, that's been the norm. That's why, like, lock Hillary up never happened. Could there be a case to made to do it? And Hillary wasn't president, but previous presidents like Obama dropping drone strikes on U.S. citizens, that kind of thing. And uh, when they chose to go after Trump, like they're rewriting the law. Nobody's gone after a sitting president for crimes he might have committed in office. And if they do, they do it via impeachment. And they tried that twice. Right. That's the way. That's the only way that you take out a president. Yeah. by impeachment. That's the law. That's the Supreme Court, the state. No, it's the Congress is the Supreme Court for the president. And, and I was going to say, you know, I'm I, I, this is one of those like arguments that you don't want to have in the Supreme Court, because if they say, no, you can try people criminally for something they did in office, every anti-establishment presidential candidate ever 
will be facing crimes they committed in office. And it's going to further make people not want to. But conversely, if they say they can't be tried, that's going to be carte blanche for Democrats to and, and the establishment to do whatever they want. Well, they have been. Right. Look at the amount of people that this government's killed over the last 50 years. You can't, <laughs> you can't tell me, oh, that's legal. Right. No, it's yeah. not. So, yeah, I mean, the other problem, <laughs> the other problem with it is whoever does run for president, if they struck it down, would be a milquetoast shill for the corporate, the corporate right. world, the, the, the globalists. They'll do everything they tell them to do. Well, and I got to say, if you're out there and you're not part of the political establishment and you're thinking about getting into politics, like, good luck. They're coming after you. I agree. Wait. He, just, he just threw that out there. Look at all the people that now U.S. government is killed. It was like, God. No. <laughs> I mean, think about it, man. I mean, it's. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Well, think of the coordination. I mean, go back public, to Kennedy. public knowledge. I mean, <laughs> right? Go to Wikipedia. You right? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like if I could bring something up, and I'll give you a chance to maybe maybe you can find a video of it because it's pretty profound. But that? I don't know if anybody. It's not being very well reported. But over in Europe, in almost every country in Europe, in Italy, France, Spain, Germany, the farmers are taking the F over. Oh, yeah. If you've seen, I saw a video last night that on Twitter that showed each of these countries and it showed four lanes abreast or even eight lanes abreast of tractors and farm implements with whirling yellow lights on them surrounding their Capitol buildings. I mean, this is a story that's not getting any traction in the United States because it needs to happen somewhat here too i would say that our farming situation is not as bad as it's in europe with the wef but what is coming is when our economy collapses which it's inevitable they're going to pivot to the, the digital currency and once they do that the progressive government is unbridled here we go Can you imagine that over here? Yeah. No. <laughs> I can. But that's not even the all those guys, that that's people. I'm talking about tens of thousands of vehicles at, at night surrounding these freaking government buildings. The French pull up with fertilizer trucks. Yeah, they have the manure and turn that. the pumps the other way and I blow think the, I saw that. Blow the yeah. stuff all over, and they're doing it all the time. Right on the building. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I saw that. It, it was something. I've never seen anything like it before. It was 10 times bigger than the Canada thing. And it's not in the news. Think about that, folks. Dig dig for that information. You'll be you'll be stunned. And they just, they're, they're terrified of it. The governments are, are going back on their, on their regulations. They're going back on their mandates. They're going back on their emissions. Because these people are ready to take over the governments. It's that big. You know, well, I got to um, say, if the truckers and farmers ever united, the government would be 
gone. You know what I mean? Like just it's, it's happening things. in Europe. I think right. we need to really watch Europe closely lately in, in the near future. I want to see. Look, there's a, the Eiffel Tower. They got yep, bales of straw France. everywhere. That's in France. Yeah. Wild. Champs Elysees. <laughs> That's Fifth Avenue, folks. <laughs> Very fancy. <laughs> Hitler walked oh down God. that street. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? He did, didn't he? Did a jig. <laughs> sure did. Um, yeah, I mean, I I remember seeing that poop on the building and whatnot, but I really didn't know what was happening. I was like, is that is that crap? Mm-hmm. And the only thing I was thinking about, man, somebody's got to clean that. I got to clean that off that building. But dang, that's nasty. Yeah. Um, I think this is in Spain. There's no um, sound to it or anything, but uh, farmers, farmers protest right now in Spain. Um, but th- hey, thanks for thanks for telling us about it because and, and i'll tell you the video i saw is eight eight lanes of that at night surrounding the capitol building with all their they all got them yellow whoopee lights on damn. and it's uh it's like if i was in the government i'd be scared damn yeah it goes long though that one goes pretty long too yeah we better wake up man this, and this is all because yeah. of the world economic forum this is all because of davos and i would also submit it's all because of people like us that are spreading the message about the World Economic Forum. Right. And that goes for all our brothers out there, too. Keep it up. Yep. Keep it up. We are our only hope right now. Well, and people have to understand how dire the situation is. And right. if everybody steps back and looks back from that right versus left paradigm, I mean, there's a huge economic shift in the world where... Mm-hmm where it's rich versus poor and they keep trying to make citizens around the world dependent on the government so that they can localize power. So, you know, I mentioned school lunches in Minnesota. Think of that. We've gotten to the point where Minnesota citizens think that they need the government to feed their kids lunch at school. Hey, they, they mean, serve them breakfast here. Right. Yeah. Breakfast and lunch. Even working. at the, even at the city park, right. they got free breakfasts at, and it and it's not just like that's available for people that are broke or that kind of thing. Oh, it, come on in. It's people are convinced that as a civilization we can't feed our children without the government feeding them. I, I mean that's that that ends in some scary places, folks. Yeah, it's I relatively mean, recent too. I mean, because when I was going to school, I walked to school, and walked home for lunch. I did too. I did too. Well, well I, I didn't walk home for lunch, but I walked to school and walked walked home from school. Yeah. I walked to school, walked home for lunch, though. walked back to school and walked back home. I mean, it's accelerating is the thing. Yeah. You know, it it's you look at even time stamp back to things that you thought would never happen in two thousand eight or ten or sixteen. It's I mean, it just keeps picking up speed around the world. Remember Bill Clinton's uh midnight basketball? I mean, he had all kinds of programs that were like, what are you getting into that for? Right. It's, it's all for this. It's all for this, for the dependents. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And people, yep. a lot of people in our society, it's so easy to live in this country. You don't have to chop wood or anything. I mean, 
people take the easy road out, man. People don't want to do anything. What did Ava say yesterday? <laughs> um, she said, uh, American people, she basically said, American people are arrogant. They That's think true. They, they think they know everything when I'll they really you. don't know anything. I'll you tell know? you, I had a roommate when I was in Korea, a Korean guy. Mm-hmm. And we really struck up a pretty big friendship to the point where he took me to his house on a, on a long weekend, you know, and then we came back and, and I'll tell you, he was, I was closer friend with him than with most GIs and, and seeing the way American, these guys were all smart. They, they were in the Katusa program. They weren't in the regular rock army. They were with the American army. And to do that, you had to have been a college student and know how to speak English. So, they were the cream of the crop. And these guys were treating them like peasants. I'm like, dude, this guy has a degree. He's only here because they have a draft. Wow. He's got a degree in engineering or something like that. And you're talking to him like a shoe shine guy. Wow. You know, it, it was true. I, I woke up in that during that tour. I was like, man, I'm not going to be like that anymore. Because it was all around me. And I was like that. Real quick. Um, we were talking about the Ukraine bill and the spending and whatnot. Um, remember that representative that was supposed to leave Victoria from Ukraine? Yeah, yeah Sp- she's reconsidering. Sparks. Sparks, Sparks whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then y'all said that she changed her mind? She said I, she was reconsidering is what I saw. Okay. Well, now she's on CNN. Read this. We'll get back to you uh, and talk more about this bill at another time. You said you're not going to defeat Putin with blankets Uh, and earlier you said you can't let putin win so let me ask you what would happen if vladimir putin does quote whatever the hell he wants which is what he's going to do well listen he's doing right now whatever the hell he wants unfortunately Mm -hmm. because we've been you know when we push on president biden to put some weapons before the war started he didn't do it when the war started, he's killing a lot of people, advanced a lot, and now even destabilizing more the Middle East. So let's just be honest. He's avoiding sanctions and doing so, pretty good with that, making a lot of money in people's blood. So if you tell me that he's not doing what he wants right now, then we are really looking like fools. And right now you, we have to get tough on him and harsher. Are you for or against Vladimir Putin in Russia doing whatever the hell it wants? Well, listen, you know, I think we will love him for such a long time. And that's why it is we need to be seriously. There are so many lives of people that actually right now getting destroyed and how that people it costs a lot of lives and what destabilization create. And really the crimes and brutality. It sounds it sounds like you're against it sounds it it sounds like you're against Vladimir Putin doing whatever the hell he wants. The reason I was asking is because Donald Trump. Listen, let's just understand. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, he's not our friend, but let's just be honest. He only understands trends. He only understands trends. If we're not strong, he will do that. And, okay, and we so need to if, be if a Republican, if a Republican presidential part. candidate, if a Republican presidential candidate who may end up being president says, I hope Russia does whatever the hell it wants, how will Putin respond to that? What an idiot. What a moron. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, President it, Trump, he does a lot of campaigning, but he's been a tough negotiator. If you think about him pushing NATO allies to meet 2%, is it good for Putin 
or deters Putin more? Do you think pushing Germany not to be dependent on, you know, on natural gas from Russia, is it really good for Russia or actually deters them more? Do you think given weapons, not blankets like Obama did to Ukraine, do you think it's deterrence? And he's the one who actually told Putin, not under my watch. So I wouldn't worry about what he's campaigning, but what his strong actions deter a lot of aggression and brought a lot okay. of peace during his watch and aggressors didn't move. So just again, you said don't worry about his campaign. You don't take Donald Trump at his word? What a jag off. Oh. No, listen, you know, there are a lot of campaigning, but I look at actions. You know, I look at and the words he said to Putin, not under my watch, and Putin didn't move. But under President Biden's watch, he did move. And that is the reality. And now we have a serious war. So I'm not looking at politicking. I'm looking the situation is very serious right now. Okay. We have a very serious war in the Middle East, in Europe. And we have to really get together. And Congress needs to really get stronger to put pressure on the administration. See, this is propaganda. And this is just example one million of CNN being a piece of trash. And in that interview... Yeah, I, I want to know, um, okay, Victoria, is that uh, what the 5th Congressional District in Indiana wants? Right. Why don't you go serve in the freaking Ukrainian Congress? Well, And before we get into her stuff, that CNN guy asked seven <laughs> different times, I want you to rip on President Trump. Because exactly, right. Exactly. You know what? I was wondering, like, where is he going with that question? Where is he going with that question? So, go ahead, Jay, I'm sorry. I was going to say, okay. Trump on the weekend talked about NATO and he said people in NATO need to pay their fair share. If they don't, we need to get out of NATO. And if we get out of NATO, Putin can do whatever the hell he wants. And I think that is a fair sentiment. I stand by that sentiment. Either the people in NATO think it's important and because it's their country, not ours that they're worried about. Um, we'll be glad to help. We'll be glad to support, but that's your thing. You know, what damn I mean? right. and, and look back in history, other than a few Canadians and a few Australians and a few New Zealanders and some South Korean soldiers. When's the last time anybody in Europe stood next to me with a freaking rifle? Correct. Yeah. Never. Mm -hmm. They have never done it. My brother served in Germany at the Czechoslovakian border and told me the West German army's rifles were rusted. Wow. wow. Frankly, uh, one of our best allies militarily and was Russia in World War II. You know what I mean? You're no, right. you're right. That's 100% right. right. I'll, I'll tell you what. You want to you want to think of the insanity of these fools in our government and our military right now. Go look at the casualty rate of World War II and Russia. And look at all the countries. Because we're like this compared to what Russia lost. Russia lost millions and millions. Of, they lost 2 million who died in POW camps, in Nazi POW camps. And we're siding with Germany, sending our tanks with Tiger tanks that came into Russia. It's it's bizarre. People have no idea of history. No idea. Well, and I got to say, too, with Russia or, or this Ukraine war, it's fascinating if you see the stats. Like, there's numbers between 100 and 500,000 dead on the Ukrainian side. Hutch is always right. Hutch Stop right. it. Stop it. Listen to Cold War Radio. It's on Rumble. You can find it. You can't find the guy anywhere else. <laughs> well, look, well, we got to hear Go ahead, Jake. Finish well, I was going to say just last thought on that is if you look at Ukraine, I saw their average soldier age right now is like 43 years old. They're conscripting people, just pulling them off the streets. They've lost 
an entire generation of men. Yeah. It's it's awful. And it's all it's those just, all those great weapons, right? I'm, I can't believe it. You know, I've I've, ta- I've done a hundred and eighty degree turn in the way I feel about things. I swear, I yeah. I would have yeah, yeah. cur- I would have cursed myself out ten years ago. Yep. <laughs> I would, if but we I don't stop Russia, it's going to be yeah. the next Hitler. He's going to take over Europe. And- yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Ten years ago, we were like, we would have been oh, mad. We would have been mad at ourselves. He's like, shut up and listen to me because you, you're not making sense. Yeah. Um, but we got to go. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Wayne Dupree show here on um, Rumble and, and 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 all the other platforms and also on Frank's speech. Make sure that you, uh, if you can't watch us at 12 o'clock, we also broadcast at 3 o'clock over there on FS1. That's right, FS1. So make sure that you download their app or uh, you can watch us on, on other social media programs, platforms. Let me, um, Jay, give us your last thoughts and then Hutch, you give us last thoughts and um, we'll see y'all tomorrow at Hump, hump day at hump noon. Day. Uh, Dwayne, great show as always. Audience, thanks for tuning in. Make sure, as always, like, comment, share. I'm going to give you a fun thing. Our, our our audience likes to do a little research. Go on the Twitter. I tweeted, tweeted the video out last night. I saw it. Uh, Joe Biden's worried about the black vote, so he went and he had dinner <laughs> with the black family. Oh, and, 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 and I'm just going to say, take the few minutes, watch the video. What, what was but, on the menu, Jay? I was going to say, but in the chat, if you were going to meet with a black family, what would you bring them for dinner? And we'll provide the answer tomorrow. But it's as awful as you think it was. It's as KKK as you think it would be. <laughs> Did he take him KFC? He brought a fried chicken. On television. On television. On TikTok. It was freaking TikTok that he dropped. The with all his 60,000 new followers he got in one day. Oh. <sighs> Think right. of that. And then it was funny. I tweeted the video and I'm like, this can't be serious. Black outreach. And he shows up with fried chicken. And like I the replies it. are like, where's the watermelon? Did he bring the Kool-Aid in the order? I mean, it was, it's cringe. Well, all I'll say is happy Mardi Gras, everybody. Uh, that and uh, <clears throat> be prepared for the car bombs in the United Arab Emirates. The first, oh. the first Hindu stone temple in the Middle East to be inaugurated in the UAE with Indian Prime Minister Modi's visit. So the bombs will be going off there pretty quickly. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.